Greetings, folks, and welcome to The Woe Show, episode number four of season two. In case you're just joining us here on The Woe Show, Woe, W-O-A, stands for World of Arizona. We're pretty excited to talk more about this week. We've got St. Patty's Day, the first day of spring, Phoenix Flea, Taylor Swift, ostriches, festivals, boots in the park, and let's not forget the Phoenix Lights anniversary. Let's do this. I'd like to introduce a new section I'm calling Weekly World of Arizona in 48 Seconds. This is where we'll do a little summary or recap, if you will, about the happenings for the week in the world of Arizona, a.k.a. the Great State 48. So last week's episode of The Woe Show premiered on YouTube premieres, where Cooper and Amber chatted with friends while eating popcorn and watching on their prospective big smart screen TVs. The Phoenix Suns. Don't even get Cooper started on this one. In case you missed it, the Sun's newest superstar, Kevin Durant, is out probably for the rest of the regular season due to an ankle sprain. The Cactus League's spring training is in full swing in the Valley of the Sun. Speaking of baseball, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I have a feeling we'll be talking more about the D-backs in future episodes when the regular season starts. One last note... A stalker fan let us know we missed someone from last week's list of famous musicians from Arizona. Marty Robbins, born in Glendale in 1925, was a popular country singer. Robbins served in the Navy during World War II, was also a songwriter, actor, played multiple instruments, and was a freaking NASCAR driver. Wait, did he drive a Dirks Bentley? (laughs) (laughs) Not sure about that. His songs have also been covered by famous artists such as Johnny Cash, The Grateful Dead, and Elvis Presley himself. Impressive resume, Mr. Robbins. Hats off to you. And that's it, Cooper. Oh, please, tell us more about the Phoenix Lights that we've been hearing about for the last 200 episodes here in the Woe Show. We haven't done 200 episodes. Joke's on you. (laughs) Okay, let's set the stage. March 13th, 1997, approximately 8.15 p.m. Mysterious lights in the sky near Henderson, Nevada were first reported. Observers there and in northern Arizona in the Prescott area reported a large group of amber-colored lights moving together in a V-shaped formation. Later that evening, around 10 p.m. local time, thousands of witnesses in the Phoenix Valley reported seeing a cluster of lights hovering silently overhead in a wide arc, moving slowly and occasionally disappearing and reappearing. A formation of lights spotted in the night sky by thousands of people here in Arizona and then throughout the Southwest. For anybody that doesn't know about the Phoenix Lights, while thousands of people were looking skyward for a glimpse of the Hale-Bopp Comet, they also caught a glimpse of Mile, and we learned from the National UFO Reporting Center just a couple years ago that one of these phenomena, whether they were these orbs in rock-solid formation um, in V-shape or boomerang shape. On the night of March 13th, reports come in from Phoenix, as well as uh, California, Nevada, and New Mexico. People are describing a huge V-shaped craft moving southeast along the region. Around sunset, a man in Henderson, Nevada, observed and reported a triangular-shaped aircraft with lights underneath it hovering over the desert. The sighting of the unidentified craft is quickly confirmed by others. 20 minutes later, 
a retired police officer calls to report that he's seeing the same object 200 miles south of Henderson. He follows it with his car, and he's never closer to it than about a mile. And yet even from there, he can tell it's gigantic. Reports continue to flood in at 820 Prescott Valley, 20 minutes later, downtown Phoenix. Three amber orbs. Every other light out there glared. These did not. The light did not extend outside the edge. It was self-contained. As Dr. Kitai watches the sky, calls pour into local police and news stations. 26 years since the mysterious Phoenix lights appeared over the valley. And we still don't know what it was, but there are plenty of theories out there. It was the evening of March 13th, 1997. People across Arizona, especially here in the valley, reported seeing a silent, miles-long V-shaped group of lights gliding quietly overhead. Yeah, so speculation about UFOs as well as allegations of conspiracy theories and hoaxes. Uh, they grew around the event, spawning investigations, websites, books, documentaries. To be clear, money was made and is still being made. Amazingly, there were very few videos of this event considering how many people claimed to see it. I have to believe that if something like this happened today, the footage would be undeniable considering the high-res cameras we all have in our pockets. There was an online local news outlet that posted a story on this back in 2014 that you'll likely find with a quick Google search. It was your typical debunking that always seems to accompany mysterious events like this. The article focused on Mitch Stanley, a witness in Phoenix, and what he saw through his backyard telescope that evening. Stanley said he saw planes flying in formation. He didn't really think much of it until the next day when the media took hold of it. To be clear, there were multiple events reported that night occurring hours apart. So what were the Phoenix lights? Stay tuned. Because this week's list breaks down some popular potential explanations. Or you can also just click on the chapter below called The List and skip all the good stuff in between. Not cool. Spoiler alert, one of them on the list is you're crazy. <laughs> hey, YouTube guy, yeah. tell me when. He said, Jared said go, it's fine. Oh, Jared, thank you very much. Hey, World of Arizona has a featured article this week and it is on the ostrich festival Yay. yes the ostrich festival i'm not gonna lie ostriches freak me out well they should they are some badass creatures they're like 300 pound birds yeah they look prehistoric but anyway on worldofarizona.com we wrote an article regarding the ostrich festival so it all began, um, it's in Chandler, by the way. It happens for about four days in the month of March. And it's to celebrate the Chandler's history of ostrich farming. Wait a minute, this is on our website? On worldofarizona.com. Oh, okay. We have a website? <laughs> that is correct. I need to pay attention more. Yeah, you really do. So the Ostrich Festival, it originated back in 1990 when they held uh, ostrich races. Back in 1989, it was so popular that they decided to make a festival out of it and do a petting zoo, carnival, games, live music, performances. Um, fast forward to today. It's no, a very strange history. It's a little bizarre. Um, they farmed the ostriches. I should give the history. I want you to go read it, though, people. Please go to the website and read the article. We that have would a be website. Super fantastic. 
We have a guy in our group track. that dresses like a pirate. We... <laughs> yeah, his name's Pirate Steve. <laughs> Is it Pirate Steve? Yes. Like Scuba Steve? We have somebody named Pirate Steve. <laughs> it was hosted by the Chandler Chamber of Commerce to promote local businesses and to just promote their, their rich history of ostrich farming. Cool. They farmed ostriches for the feathers. Like back in the day with the women's fashion. Oh, yeah. Like they have really cool feathers. Yeah. And they'd put, put them in so, their hats and stuff. Yeah. Hats, gowns. They wouldn't actually dress up like ostriches, the women. <laughs> uh, well. No. They have fetish and they all dress up like they ostriches. Have well, <laughs> it's a thing. I, oh, is it? People dress it, up, but they, but they don't aware. dress up. They, they, what are they? They wear animal costumes. That's called something. I don't know what it's called, but it's probably not related. <laughs> it has nothing to do with this. Oh, man. These are just creepy ostriches. At any rate, moving on. Um, yes, yeah, so the article is about the festival. Fast forward to today. They used to have it in downtown Chandler, and now it's at Tumbleweed Park in Chandler. Oh, that's cool. That's oh, a yeah. big place. It's that makes sense. It's a big place, and it's kind of like a huge event where they have over 200,000 visitors. Um, it's fun for the whole family. Wait, 200,000? 200,000 plus. So this is so, this rivals the Phoenix Open. I mean, there's a lot of people. It's got to be one of the biggest events in the if 200,000 people so, show up. I think so, yeah. So yeah, they have a bunch of festival attractions like they do um they went away with the ostrich races cuz it was pretty controversial. Um cuz the ostriches didn't like people riding them. Probably they protested yeah. and they said, it does nah, make sense. nah, this is a no. <laughs> and so now they do have duck races and pig races and ostriches will be on display and they get to roam freely in their designated area. Is there beer? Beer? There is beer. Ice cold beer? There's a designated beer garden. Yes. For your drinking pleasure. Yes. There's live music. There's food. There's local shopping because it is hosted by the Chamber of Commerce. Of course, they're, they're wanting to support local businesses. So. Yeah, that's the best part about this. I yeah. Think. So yeah, that article is on there. Events. What's going on? Whoa! Oh, wait a second. We have uh, an event in Chandler called the Ostrich Festival. That wow. Is, uh, taking place March 16th through the 19th. Kind of nice. But we have a stupid human festival <laughs> next year. <laughs> Why is his head tucked under what the What do you egg? think I'm doing? Yeah, so that event is taking place. And uh, yeah, take us there. Hey, it's this week. Starts today, Thursday, March 16th. Uh, it's happening at 4 o'clock. On the website, worldofarizona.com, if you're reading the article about the Ostrich Festival, you can go up here to this little button. That's called a button, right? Yep, click on it. Events, events in Chandler. <gasps> wow, look at this, Ostrich Festival. So if I- Let's click on it. I, if I wanted to know if something was going on, I would go to this website and it's gonna tell me all of the events in Chandler? Uh, theoretically, yes. False. <laughs> There's only one event on this website because we knew we were doing this segment. That is correct because the people over at World of, the stupid people over at World of Arizona just can't quite get their act together and add events. Listen, oh, in an ideal world, sirs. our website would be full of events for every city. Wouldn't that be magical? We just don't have the power! <laughs> You're fired! <laughs> 
And so here's the dates. March 16th through the 19th, 2023 has the cost, the tickets. You can visit the event website right there. And then it goes down and shows you the hourly schedule. Yeah. So Thursday through Sunday. Nice. Look at this. Thursday festival hours, 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. There will be ostriches. The ostrich experience. There's going to be all sorts of carnival rides, too. Like, that looked really cool. And science. Like, science is pretty rad. Yay, science. You have quite the spread there in front of you. Did you just notice my decorations? <laughs> it looks like a leprechaun exploded in our studio. Oh, my goodness. If you haven't noticed, I kind of like the color green. And I prefer everything to be green, so... Why are you spoiling? Oh, Ruined yeah. it! <laughs> Ruined it all! <laughs> Supposed to be a surprise! People are like, oh, I didn't even notice the green, but now that you mentioned <laughs> it... Yeah. You know what I was really disappointed by? No. I don't have any green pants. Yeah, and I didn't have a green hat either. That was really disappointing. The green hat and the green... I do have a green hat, but it's not cool. And I don't have any green glasses. I have green sunglasses, but not green glasses. I'm not going to lie. I'm not interested in this conversation at all. <laughs> well, that's not all that's going on. I think uh, there's somebody else here. We got a slide. That's right in Glendale, or should I say Swift City. I'm pretty sure everyone is aware of this next event, whether you're a non-Swifty or a hardcore Swifty. The time has come. <laughs> Taylor Swift is kicking off her Eras Tour this Friday at State Farm Stadium in Glendale. T-Swift is performing not one, but two shows this weekend on Friday and Saturday. The city of Glendale is super excited, to say the least, to welcome the international mega superstar pop icon. So much so that the Glendale mayor temporarily changed Glendale's name to Swift City in honor of Miss Swift's arrival. I think she broke some sort of record, another record. I think she's broke all the records. Why does she keep making them if she's going to break them? <laughs> I don't know, man. It doesn't make any sense. These kids. We would probably be remiss if we didn't talk at least a little about the holiday that has inspired our glorious green studio explosion. Yes, we're going to the Emerald Isle for St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is a cultural and religious celebration. I did not know this. It's a cultural and religious celebration held on March 17th, the traditional death date of St. Patrick, the foremost patron saint of Ireland. Did you ever wonder where the phrase kiss me, I'm Irish came from? It came from the legend of the Blarney Stone, which is believed to bring luck and eloquence to those who kiss it. I highly recommend to Google Blarney Stone. Um, it's quite a trip. Why green, you ask? The story goes that St. Patrick used to carry around shamrocks, which are green, by the way, to explain the Holy Trinity to those pagan Irish people. Another story, if you will, is the island of Ireland is, in fact, quite green and has historically been pegged as the Emerald Isle. They're always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> so what do you think of when you think of St. Patrick's Day, Cooper? Luck of the Irish, pot of gold, shamrocks, rainbows, corned beef and cabbage, beer, Guinness, Irish whiskey, Irish coffee, the Boston Celtics. <laughs> Your cousin from Boston. Irish cream. Bailey's Irish cream. Have you ever had that? All right, we're moving on. What do we got? Exchange-a-gram. 
on the line. <laughs> what are we going to do with the exchange gram? There's a plethora of things to do in Arizona, so people come here for to vacation and first we have to check on the line to see if anybody used the hash brown no! the woe show. <laughs> oh, did anybody use the hashtag the woe show? I didn't look that up. Fail. All right, there we go. Arizona uh, vacation. Is that somebody being proposed to? Oh my gosh. Oh. <gasps> see, no. I always picture like she gets so excited she just backs up too far and falls off the cliff that's horrible she looks pretty cute to be hiking look at her little cute hiking boots oh my goodness sakes that's adorable what is this i'm intrigued farm down the lane it's a beautiful quilt of the sedona mountains in the back i think it's a local shop that sells vintage quilts they need to be in the wool marketplace. I think they do. She looks famous. Okay. She's got two likes. This is Alex. That's Alex. Alexia <laughs> McCartney. She's Alexis. got butterflies on her face. I went out west and came back a cowgirl. Main, <laughs> Main Street, Sedona. This guy. She says, here are five things I loved about my last trip to Arizona. Maria... Do you think she actually Something. talks like that? Or is that... Uh, maybe. I wonder if she did a little reel. We can find out. She's got quite the pose there. I like the, the big step. I think that's why she got so many likes. I, yeah. It's that big step and then she's kind of looking. Or <laughs> she just walks like that. This is at the JW Marriott Phoenix Desert Ridge Resort and, and Spa. Uh, it would be very weird if she... It's like... Watching Phoebe run or <laughs> Elaine dance. She's, some, she's got her own walk. It's just yeah, a... Yeah, yeah, No, it's a model walk. Maybe I mean, she grunts too while she walks. <laughs> it's more like a lower... Uh. What about this one? I like this one. This is Heart of Payson AZ. Five reasons to come stay at our Heart of Payson home. Horseshoe Bend. Oh, goodness. That's cute. That's a good one. Go I'm looking for here. stuff that oh. has likes. Yeah. It's the naked lady. The there. naked let's, let's lady take only a look has and see what's eight. going on. <laughs> I, I guess we have to look at it. Mm. Tanit with Janet. At Jen Larson Official is rocking her Dolce Glow custom spray tan. And you can too. DM to schedule. Oh, brother. Okay, now we're, we're getting somewhere. Miss Mandy Lane. That's land. Uh, an Miss Arizona Mandy vacation Lane. rest stop. Ooh, what about this guy? 11.9 thousand. Right. Let's see what all the fuss is about. Oh, it's Maria. It's Maria again at the JW Marriott Desert Ridge Resort and Spa. Sedona Second Home. The cool looking cactus there. That is a cool looking cactus. Look at these people with their e bikes. My nice. goodness sakes. That's how you do it. In Bisbee. Oh my Bisbee. gosh. Look at that mural. I'm loving it. Oh, I've been Good there. Good job. Here's a good sign one. I like that. Yep. Nice job. The sanctuary at Sacred Mesa again. Yeah. Oh, that is adorable. You think it's something they realized after they took the shot? Like, oh, look what we did. <laughs> hey, there's people there. Back happened there happened to be another family <laughs> behind us. We were just posing. <laughs> the rest of the family the back. is blurred out <laughs> and stuck in the back. <laughs> Kids, you can be in the photo. You're going to be way back there, though. Good That's job, guys. That's why I said they're like, we don't know who that family yeah. is. We were just 
taking a <laughs> selfie. They certainly look really happy, though, all holding hands. That's our mom and dad. <laughs> Who said that? Grandpa, Grandpa. <laughs> look at this gal getting her. I bet this is Maria. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. This she, is. Uh, she wishes she was Maria. Guy. That's what she's praying for. <laughs> Please, I would like to be Maria. Yes, she's singing a Brooks and Dunn tune in her head right now. <laughs> Mama Marie. Wow. There's another photo right. of a lady looked like she was looking for Maria. This is the sanctuary at Sacred Mesa again. What's the funniest name you've ever heard that was real? <laughs> Mr. Butlicker. <laughs> William M. Butlicker. <laughs> oh my goodness. Finally, we get a dog picture. Two dogs, a pug, and a cute little guy. Oh my goodness. His tongue is lazy, too. All right. That should just. There you go. I think we got a winner. That's our finale. Got a winner right there. Best Brie and Peaches in Sedona, Arizona. Peaches is a little guy? With the. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Bree is the big guy, and Bree is like, I've been trying to lose you all day, and you keep following me. The little writer says that feeling when you're on a hike with your bestie. Bree keeps that throwing is. a stick and then running the other way. See you later, peaches. Peach on this. You look at him. Like, you can just go back to that. They're totally like smiling, and they're like, I hate you. You're a jerk. Just keep smiling. I'm going to eat you. I'm going to punch you when, I, when the camera's not looking. I'm going to kick you in the little nads. No, don't you wish, you big bully. Then just wait until the human. Just wait. Human keep has to take smiling. a photo. Just keep smiling. Stick out your tongue. Put your tongue back in your mouth. Bree is like, that's not even a real thing. He just does that. What am I doing here? I'm going to move on to our YouTube premiere. Um... Talked about this last week a little bit. At 7 o'clock, this show premieres on YouTube at 7 o'clock p.m. on Thursdays. And basically that means that's the uh, initial airing of the show. So you can't fast forward it. You can't, you know, that's that's it. And then there's a, a chat in uh, on a computer or your phone. You can go in and chat. We're going to be in there on uh, Thursday nights at 7 o'clock in the chat room. Basically, it's recording it. And then when everybody else watches it after that initial premiere, the chat replays in real time. Something else I wanted to mention, if you didn't know, is that you can actually skip around to where you want to go. So we do timestamp things and we put chapters in the description. If you ever wonder what that is, we're taking this list right here and uh, making them chapters. So if you go down to the bottom, you can do it on your TV too. You just gotta mess around with your remote a little bit. Anyway, you go down and it'll start. It'll tell you basically. It, it's gonna, it's gonna list all of these things here, because this show can, you know, ramble. What? I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> 25, 30 minutes. You don't have to listen to everything. No, you, you don't just have to. Look at the list. Yeah, I want to see what they're gonna say about that, and then click on it and go there. It's rude. The average watch time of our show is 18 seconds. <laughs> And the show runs for 25 minutes. <laughs> so most of you aren't getting past the intro. Thank you. It's rude. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate you. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense why you weren't in the chat room because... <laughs> but Because 
you weren't there, literally. Yeah. Anyway, what are we gonna do? I think we're gonna cover some uh, potential explanations for the Phoenix Lights that happened in 1997. What exactly is gonna happen to that cow? Okay, so here's a list of possible explanations for the Phoenix Lights phenomenon witnessed by thousands of people on March 13th, 1997. Number one, it's a hoax. In 2008, a Phoenix resident apparently tied flares to helium balloons to recreate some local buzz around the event. Is that what really happened in 97 as well? It doesn't seem likely, but who knows? Number two, fleet of aircraft. A couple different witnesses claim to see aircrafts with square-shaped wings and Cessnas flying in formation through telescopes. This also seems unlikely considering the Class B airspace they would travel through and obvious engine sounds that would have been heard. Number three, the military. Is it possible a black ops military aircraft was performing tests on both public reaction as well as test flights? Maybe. But to this day, there is no evidence of a similar design described by witnesses. I guess they could have scrapped it and focused on flying cars like they should anyway. Number four, warthogs. There were reports that a unit of A-10s had been active in the area and dropped some flares. They did have square wings and a boxy profile that matched some witnesses' descriptions. This is likely the flare story peddled by the military. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> or number five, extraterrestrial. The V-shaped formation reported by so many that night from Henderson, Nevada to Phoenix have similarities to many other sightings in the world throughout history. It's hard to believe that so many people who had their lives changed that night were completely and utterly deceived by what they saw, from police officers to pilots to air traffic controllers. Even Kurt Russell, the famous actor, freaking Wyatt Earp, who was flying with the sun that evening, he also reported the sighting to authorities. To me, this is also considered to be unlikely. What advanced species would be so disconnected from the planet they're visiting to make themselves so blatantly obvious? I would say probably not. But what the hell do I know? So where does this leave us? The same place we were when we started. Absolutely nowhere. Nobody that's willing to talk really knows what happened on March 13th, 1997. Even though lots of people will continue to try and make a buck off telling the story, after all, that's ultimately what keeps a good story going, isn't it? Here's the thing. If you want to know more about the Phoenix Lights, sign up today for just $19.95 a month and you'll gain access to our collection of the world's largest library of never-before-seen footage. <laughs> Where can that be found? I can't even finish. <laughs> For the price of a coffee every five minutes, you can have access. What show is that from? That's something. For the price of... Oh, yeah, it was The Office when Michael was buying insurance. And they were making fun of him. He's like, listen, for the price of a coffee every five minutes, I got a great <laughs> policy. What do you think there, Amber? Do you really think an alien civilization would slowly... It's almost like there was their ship was broken. Or they have a sense of humor. They would have to. That's true. Like there's a group of them like, watch this. Right. Let's just slowly go over some of these areas <laughs> and watch these morons scramble. I mean, 
You know yeah. what I think it might be? Like, it might be the, like these teenager aliens, maybe. Could have been like, teenage yeah. aliens. Yes, totally, right? That's plausible. I just came up with that right now. Then just like snuck out of the house. It would make a good Netflix series. Teenage aliens. It would. Does that exist? And all the trouble they get into, like all the dumb things they do. Yes. So they like expose themselves to the humans. Yeah. And they do stupid things. Because I think you're right. Like, Well, if that's, you know, Phoenix Lights would have been one of those stupid things. To me, I just mm -hmm. don't understand. Oh, it's up to me. Lucky charms. States are in the U.S. Go. 52. No. 59. Good job, Arizona. Deep tracks only. That's gonna be real tough with my foot in your. Ass.